Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Do Go On. You can hear Jess Perkins. So this episode is going to be very funny because she's already laughing before we've even said anything. My name is Dave Warnicky. Did I say it's called Do Go On? I hope I did. Uh, you've already heard Jess's laugh. I'm here with her. Hello, Jess. Hello, Dave. How are you? Very depressed. <laughs> trying to convince yourself to have a good time. Yeah. We're laughing. And we're also joined by, um, not laughing so much, gonna, a bit of a tough cookie to crack. It's Matt Stewart. Look, to be honest, we're in a serious business here. <laughs> The business is, is podcasting. That's right. And we're all very rich. Yeah. There's a lot at stake. There's a lot at stake. Yeah. My word. My word there is. Oh, you must. I, I just had a, a can of pumpkin soup for dinner. That's how well I'm doing. And some very buttery toast. Oh, man. I've been craving butter all day. So before the pod, I bought a can of soup, bought a loaf of bread, bought a packet of butter and put half that packet onto two pieces of toast. It was confronting to watch, but also like strangely satisfying. Mm. And then what do you, after, I know after soup, I always feel like a bit of a dessert kind That's of right. treat. Uh, Did you a have little, a little treat, Dave? A little $2 uh, uh, supermarket chocolate mousse. All right. Which is as delicious as it sounds. I noticed you didn't bring any for us, which is interesting. That is interesting. There is an extra I one mean, in the... Do you guys want food? There is an extra one in the fridge if you want to fight over it. I kind of just assumed you didn't get us one because um, you know we're both adults. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. That, that he is the youngest here. Thank still, you. Just to, to paint a little picture for our uh, listeners, little Davey Warnock, he's still got moose all over his face. <laughs> it's all around my mouth. <laughs> Saving that for later. You had a good I, time. I could never finish a whole moose at once, but I'm not going to put it back in the fridge. I'll just leave it on my face. <laughs> It's a good way to do it. It's my style of eating. <clears throat> um, but how are you guys? You what, what, what have you had for dinner? Let's go around the table. I have not had dinner. <laughs> okay. So, so there that, we go. Who's the adult now? That's even less successful than I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. But very adult. <laughs> 
and I had a frozen pizza that I put in the oven. Oh, uh-huh. cooking in a way. Yeah, in a way, because I got home and had to finish this report and was like, I need something that I don't have to tend to while it cooks. Well, let me ask you one question. Mm. That pizza, what's your flavour? Tell me what's your flavour? What's Ooh. your flavour? Remember that song, Matt? Yeah, Craig David. Is it Craig it's David? from his unsuccessful follow-up album after his smash hit that included Walking, walking Away. away yeah. seven, and walking Seven Days. Away. Which one's Seven oh. Days? Some, 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 some. Monday. Oh, I was took her for a drink on Tuesday. We were making love by Wednesday. And on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we chill on Sunday. you got to have a rest day. got to have a rest day. Thanks, Craig. Can't be banging every day. Craig's a pretty good name. Craig. Remember last week you had a you had an issue with King Stephen. What about King Craig? Yuck. Oh, I couldn't be a King Craig. And also, like, Americans would say, like, Craig. King, oh, King Craig. Craig, you know King, King Craig, that, Craig. You know how that album that we're talking about is like fifteen years ago. He's only like thirty-three or something now. He was really. He young. was a wonder kind. Mm, he really was. Was when, he really young when he was walking away? He was walking away I'm in walking nappies. Away. He was walk, a walking away protege. Troubles in my I thought life. you were the rhymer on the show. What kind of troubles do you have that. then? Oh come on. Sounds laughter for the walking away protege. Well, you know, I just about give up, to be honest. Matt, you didn't let it breathe. You said, walk away protege, I am the best. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't finish the joke. I mean, am I wrong? (laughs) Walk away protege, shoo it, shoo it, shoo it. Start your own chant. Matt, I didn't even hear what you said because you're suddenly (laughs) chanting. I am the best. Can we just say that after every joke today? I am the best. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be saying that after a few of my bombers they often do. Well, I, hey. I, I, I appreciate that you guys thought it was a joke anyway. I mean, really all I did was rhyme a couple of vaguely related Not even. words. We need to we need to work on rhyming with you. Protégé walking away. I'm Look, I stand by it. Yeah, all right. Not well, bad. this has been a rock solid start. <laughs> well, we don't usually talk this much about um, chocolate mousse or, or Craig, Craig David. David. <laughs> we should talk about both of those things more. What we usually do is let one of us take over and do a report. God, I hope it's about Craig David. Oh, that'd be great. What a uh, segue. Jess, it is your turn to do a report this week. It is my turn. And I have delved into the hat. Yes. Matt took off the hat momentarily. You jumped in there, grabbed a topic at random. you got to be quick. Man, I love the hat so much. Yeah. Uh, the hat's pretty great, and um, and it's fun to choose them. You know, you're sort of like, oh, am I going to do that? Oh, what am I going to do? Did you handpick or random pick out of the hat? I had a look at a couple, and then I I did a really quick um, Google search of this one because I hadn't heard of it, and like within a few seconds, I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing this. This is it? Oh, yeah. I like that. That means that it's, from the get-go, it's a good. That said, it's a darker topic. And you guys are really going to have to lift your comedic game to make this okay. to make our listeners not feel very sad at the oh, end. Oh god! <laughs> Challenge not accepted. Oh great! Oh, you're right. I'm the funny one. That's right. Shit! How's this going to work? Sorry, I've written jokes in this. <laughs> well, look, I'll, I'll see if I can put some rhymes together. Yeah. Okay. Great. Right. Does the end of every paragraph just have pause for laughter written at the end of your report? Hold for applause. Hold for applause. Sorry, right. Hold for applause. And three, four, second bow now. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, please do go on to start your report, which I assume you have a question. I do Not have... breaking protocol 36 weeks in. No, never. I do have a question and... Um, <coughs> Does it's... it relate to the topic? Nah. It's just what's your favourite well, colour? That, that would break protocol. Green. Okay. Matt. Blue. 
I'm a blue as well. Oh. Yes. You guys always gang up on me. Although you can't make green without blue, so suck a dick. What <laughs> <laughs> to yourself? You can't make What a weird... I don't, I don't fully get why that is like a, a mean thing to say. Suck a dick. More than half of the world enjoy doing that. I would if I could. <laughs> oh, hang on. Okay. All righty. All right. Now. So, um, look, well, Matt's I, on one. Um, <laughs> so, my question. Dark topic. Dark topic. Dark topic. My question is: Who was America's original serial killer? <laughs> I'm just thinking of that bad offspring song, original prankster. Yeah, this is originals. Like original serial killer. Original. All right. Original serial. Oh, oh, I can't think. I had never heard of it. The guy with the Jack the Ripper, but that's English. That's English. The guy only Charles Manson. That was much much later. More of a mass murder. Earlier than uh, Charles Manson. Yeah, we're talking like eighteen hundreds. Adnan Syed, allegedly. Oh no, he was he's been convicted. (laughs) And that wasn't that was serial. Oh, that was serial. Oh, I didn't. I didn't ever get my own joke there. Can we call that one a joke? Yeah. Two jokes. Two so jokes. Far. Two jokes and one um, embarrassing. Oh, well, it's embarrassing. That's an interesting comment, you homophobe. <laughs> no, the one where you said you wish you were able to suck, like, you, like you're not able to. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> There's nothing homophobic about what I'm saying. Dave, Dave is backpedaling pretty briskly over there. Much like a homophobe it, would. It is a little weird that he's on a, an exercise bike in yeah. the studio. But... you got to make time for these things. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'm multitasking. I'm on a yoga ball. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Sad laughter. I am the best. <laughs> what is okay, happening today? Okay, okay. All right, practice serial, serial killers. killers. Serial killers. All right, serial killers. Look, um, I had never heard of him. Um, okay. So it's a him. Is this someone who um, I, f- I remember vaguely had like a, a hotel where they killed people? Yes. Oh. oh. Correct. I, but I know no other details. I think it might have been like a Ripley's Believe It or Nuts type thing. That's how it that like, is... like a little fact about someone who allegedly killed a lot of people. Yeah, that is absolutely bang on. Oh, my god. Well goodness. done. Now, this was suggested to us by Cody Clark. Cody Clark, you morbid person. At Cody C095 on Twitter. Oh, so what's the Twitter? At Cody C095. Cody, if you were born in 95, that's my guess. Anyway. <laughs> if you are, that's my guess. If you're not. <laughs> or if you're 95 it. years old, congratulations on being good at Twitter. I saw someone driving around and their number plate was like GS or two initials and then it said 1924. Oh, yeah, okay. No, was... no, no, it said it was earlier than that. It was like 19, like 20 or something. So. Was very similar to twenty four, but four years older. And then I looked at the person in the car, and they were definitely that old enough. Oh wow! Okay, to claim. yeah, cool. So, ninety six year old driver. Jeez, always don't do that every day, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what. Wish, wish you did. <laughs> nah, take their licenses away. I reckon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, wow. So, um, thank you to Cody for the suggestion, of course. But um, so it is as morbid as it sounds. A serial killer. Yeah, topic. it's fascinating, but really sick and twisted as well. And what's kind of interesting is that there's, uh, there is a lot of information and there also isn't a lot of information about this person, right? So, All right. Well, one of those what? things is not true. No, 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 no. But you know what I mean? Like there's... there's No, I don't. Okay. Well, like there's, there's still a lot of questions. There's a lot of points in this where you're going to ask me a question and I'm going to go, I don't know. What's his favourite colour? Blood. Black. 
Hmm? Oh, I would have mm, said that's that's definitely not a color. Oh, come on, <laughs> blood red. Just give me that one. Okay. Come on. What about no. um? I feel like that maybe you're just covering your tracks for lack of research. Doing, yeah, enough research. Look, that could be. I don't be know. As well. No one knows what this guy's name was. Okay, well that's not true. But what I mean, and you'll understand as we go along. But there's so many points where you're like, why? Why did nobody twig? Why? Why? How did this happen? Their first serial killer, and they're, they're as as a country. What are they like? Four hundred years old. So they they he's listed as one of the first sort of sort of serial killers in the modern understanding of the word serial killer. So it was a highly publicised <clears throat> that kind of definition. Yeah, right. exactly right. So um, I'll I'll tell you a little bit about it. So his name. Oh, will there be a body count on this? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Because, man, we've done that for King Tut and for Bonnie and Clyde now. Okay, yeah, sure. That trilogy of body counts. All right, you can body count, so that's fun. Uh, his name was H.H. H. Holmes, okay? Triple H. But he was actually born oh, as wrestler. Herman Webster Mudgett. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I think I get the uh, yeah. change of name. Are you Mudgett? thinking? Although I'm wondering why... Don't the... point that pen in my what face. What is it? So Herm- Herman... You, uh, you pronounce H... H. Did I? H? <laughs> H H. Oh no no oh, no. no no no. Oh no no no. <laughs> nah, fair enough, that's fine. Look, I've got no problems with that. I just will take you know, every now and then I'd like to take the opportunity to feel superior to you. And uh yeah, that, that... Well, I'll be sure to let you speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know the name again. Herman Herman Webster Mudgett. And are you saying there's a single H there? Is this one of the Times where someone should have twigged when they named someone that. They thought, oh, fuck, he's going to be a killer. Okay. Well, now I feel like you're just taking the piss. All right? Lots oh, no. of people died, Oh, Dave. no, I have a 200-year-old serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the real victim here. No. Too soon. <laughs> and what year, was, what year was too soon? He was born on the 16th of May in 1861. Okay? In New Hampshire. Mm. 1861 he was born. Now, he's, his parents were Levi Horton Mudgett. And Theodate Page Price. <laughs> Theodate, three cracking names. Great names. Can you just repeat those because they're so good? Levi. Th- these people never really come back into the story. But but these Levi, people definitely didn't exist. Levi and Theodate. Yeah, you're. Oh. This is feeling very made up so far. <laughs> I made this whole thing up. Theodate. I've never said Levi. Obviously, I've. Th- I'm guessing. You know, Levi Strauss. Theodate. Theodate. I'm a guessing. That's how you say it. And that's a woman. Theodate. Yeah. So he was the third child. So he had an older sister named Ellen, an older brother named Arthur, and he, and he had a younger brother named Henry. So they've all got fairly normal names. Herman. Um, now, his father was a, a farmer from a farming family. Um, what did he farm? <laughs> First question. No one knows! <laughs> did you not hear the start? <laughs> I don't know. Wheat and pigs. Both of them. What a combo. Yeah, it's a great combo. Must great have combo. How much land did he have? Uh, a couple of acres. A couple, With of, couple of acres? A couple of hundred acres. Oh, wow. He, I don't know. What, what could he have made? He could have, using his produce, Dave, what could he have put together? Bacon, bread. <laughs> Great. I'm really happy to eat bacon bread. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Buddy, not wrong. But he was a bacon bread farmer. And, uh, and his parents were devout Methodists. Now, apparently as well, his father was a violent alcoholic. Oh, right. Okay, so a bit of a troubling childhood, I was really as thinking, they always do. I was thinking a lot of Levi, but then... Just for the genes? The serial killer, they often do, like you say, have 
bad upbringings, don't they? Yeah. Well, yeah, you'd think so, yeah. But apparently he was very good at school. He excelled at school. He was a really smart child. Um, mm-hmm. But then he got sort of bullied by jealous classmates because he was smart and because he excelled at school. So in an attempt to scare him, the bullies um, found out that he was scared of the doctors. He was scared of going to the doctor, so they forced him. <laughs> they booked him an appointment. <laughs> Oh no! One PM. A check, Doctor Schultz. Check up. No, oh, my kryptonite. <laughs> they bought him private health insurance. <laughs> oh, I'll be there forever with regular checkups. <laughs> no. Right, I'm glad you guys are finding this funny. You told us. To I did. I did. Thank you. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies. Oh man, I'm hoping these bullies pay. But anyway. Anyway. So what did they do to him? For the doctors. I think they will. (laughs) They broke into the doctor's office and they made him stand face to face with one of the human skeletons. Like one of the display ones. (laughs) You know, when you have a human on display. You know what I mean though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. One of the skeletons. So they made him stand face to face with that. A human one. Not one of the pig skeletons he's used to back home. Yeah, he would have been been fine with that. (laughs) Um... And they even like they they placed the skeleton hands on his face and he, like creeped him out. But um, I'm starting to think he's got less of a fear of doctors and more a fear of skeletons. Well, I mean, I'm sure that didn't help. And if he said he later admitted that that was very frightening at first, but then he sort of found the experience really fascinating, and and he said that that cured him of his fears, and he soon became obsessed with death, and later started a hobby of dissecting animals. Whoa. So he's gone from one extreme to the other. Yeah. It's like it's fascinated him pretty now. Pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, actually. It'd be, pre- be pretty disappointing. And then he grabbed the skeleton hand and slowly pulled, pushed it down his body, just down, down his stomach, slowly down, and down to his belly button, keep going down, lower and lower. Oh, no, no, no. And then he <laughs> put up his, put his, loosened his belt a little, down and, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's, I've got to say, it's a pretty disappointing time for a bully when... You're like, yeah, and they're shitting themselves, and then five minutes in, they're like, oh, I love this. They're making yeah. out with yeah. the skeleton. They're, like, they're mounted the skeleton. Like, Let's get out of here. <laughs> now the bullies are scared. Yeah. Oh, Herman's crazy. <laughs> I name like Herman. Sorry, any Hermans out there. Now, at the uh, early age of 16, he graduated from high school and took teaching jobs you know, in, a, in and around the area that he uh, lived in, in New Hampshire. And on. What sort of like tutoring style things? Well, it says took teaching jobs, so I think like a teacher in a school. Wow. Dave. That was fast. As far as asking questions about an interesting point, that was, you were way off the mark there. <laughs> oh, tell me more about these. What was he teaching? Was he? Piano? Yeah. But that would have been Murder? an interesting question. What are like, um, mm. what is he like, uh, like tutoring or like, um, <laughs> what, or was he just teaching in a classroom? <laughs> Did he have a textbook? Fucking hell. Probably. Is he a member of the if Teachers gonna... Credit Union? I don't know, Dave. Fucking hell. Stop bogging Jess down with the bullshit, man. Okay. All right? I don't want to have to warn you again. Guys? Teachers, tweet in if you want us to talk more about your profession. <clears throat> now, on July 4th in 1878, so he was born in, what, 61? So he's like seven, eight, 17, 18? 17. 17. He married Clara Lovering. In Alton, they got married. Great name again. Clara. Lovering. Lovering is a pretty good name. Love, is it like, is it spelled Lovering? Lovering. But is it... Spelled... <laughs> <laughs> Great. Really good. Good, good banter, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lovering. Right. 
Lover, what, what, what's your question? Is it spelled lovering, like L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G? Yes, lovering. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> hey, if I had to pick a wife. Look, I don't think we've spent enough time on this. <laughs> Would you say Could lovering it? or lovering? One question. Was mm. she also a teacher and what was she teaching? I hate you. Um, so they got married <laughs> and then they had, a, they had a son. No, born to be a teacher. In 1880. Right. Oh, so he. Oh, so this, imagine. So a little bit later, you've got a dad. Yeah, imagine that. Is, I mean, like imagine, but then also <laughs> on top of that, he kills people okay, well, for a living. He doesn't yet. Shut up. Job? He's a teacher. Okay, sorry. I for see teachers teacher. people for a living. So teachers people. That's for a fine. Living. That's there's no shame in your dad Same being a teacher. Difference. <laughs> kills their souls. My dad's a teacher. So is mine, and I'm very proud of him. On your dad. We haven't discussed dad's names. What's your dad's name? Paul. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have picked that at all. What Paul. would you have guessed? Oh, Paul. <laughs> what would you have guessed? What would you have guessed? Oh, see, the man I've never met is more of a Gavin to me. I would have said like a David. Oh, yeah. Dave, I, what's I your put, dad's I name? I put David and Paul in the same world. All right, both have a crack at my dad's name. Your dad's name. Oh, yep. fuck. I think I know this too, actually. Gary. No. No, I've got an uncle called Gary. Uh, a Warnicky. I feel no. like you've said this kind of recently, and I should know it. Jules. Gonna... As soon as you say it, I'm going to know it. Jules Warnicky. Give us the first letter. Greg. M. Martin. Malcolm. Martin is yeah, correct. You have said it. Martin Warnicky. All right, have a go at mine. Letter. Uh, he's a fuckhead. Ah, <laughs> uh, you see, I, I, I purposely oh, misunderstood what you said. There we go. For humour. Now we're all having fun. Close. Jim Perkins. Not not close, but yeah. John. Kim. John, bang. Oh. John Perkins. Oh, you guys are good at this, aren't yeah. I? <laughs> I would never have guessed Paul. Well played. Anyway, so now we've talked about our dad's names. Well played grandparents. <laughs> um, now, at the age of 18, this is before his son was born, so just, just shortly after getting married, he enrolled in the University of Vermont. Hey, before you go on, text in your dad's names. <laughs> 1-800-DAD. Actually, yes, please do. Hashtag dad. Hashtag no, he, Dad's he, name. Hashtag. Jeez, you used to be really good at the hashtags. <laughs> You've got there. horrible. Hashtag, hashtag my dad's name. name is. There well, we go. There uh, it is. <laughs> Very clever. I love my... the multiple meanings that you normally do. Text in hashtag. No, my let's let's solidify that. My dad's name is no apostrophe. <laughs> we'll forgive you. <laughs> yeah, great. Your brutal hashtag. <clears throat> okay, can I move on, please? Please. <laughs> oh, last week was our loose episode, but this week. It's fucking crazy. 100% gold. I regret <laughs> yeah, nothing I've I mean. said so far. So far. This is our Jumping the Shark episode. <laughs> okay. Jumping the Dad. <laughs> there it is. Hashtag Jumping the Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Happy with that. <laughs> okay. So when he was 18, he enrolls in university, but he's not that happy with the school. So he left. Um... Because he was like, I'm already a teacher. Why am I here? I don't need university. So he left after a year. And then a couple of years later, in uh, 1882, he entered the University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery and graduated in June 84 after passing his examination. So he's a doctor. And also, he only studied for two years and he's a doctor. Two short years. Wow. Yeah. So he's... he's uh... That's a, you, you don't realise that. The, but back in the 1800s, being a doctor was one of the least respected jobs. What, was, was, the, what was the most? Most respected job? Mm-hmm. Uh, rat catcher. Rat catcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you actually had to do a seven-year course to become a rat catcher. I've only got one year left. <laughs> then I can catch all the rats. 
I've always dreamed of having 17 rats. <laughs> then they'll respect me. I'll show them all. But imagine, I'll show them imagine all. Imagine if he had 16 rats and then he accidentally caught two. And he's like, no! You'd have to kill one of them. I'll have to kill them all and start again. <laughs> you know, they know the rules. <laughs> You might as well hit skip on your uh, on the iPod. Just a minute of just loving. <laughs> the one that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> they know the rules. Because <laughs> the rats are all like, nah, fair enough. <laughs> no. Fair enough. Chop our heads off. <laughs> 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 I think you Jess's yeah. laugh broke the broke the, broke the internet. <laughs> Kim Kardashian's ass and Jess's laugh. <laughs> oh boy. Sorry. Oh, no, it's funny. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good one. Remember how we're like, no, nah, we're not gonna fuck around in this one. Oh dear. Oh, what has hurt. happened to I us? Gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like we're listening back, it won't even be that funny. Oh, I think it might be. <laughs> Especially when you hear yourself laughing for a minute. I think you'll laugh. <laughs> we know the rules. <laughs> just, you can picture it with a little head rat pulls off his little hat and he's sort of holds his chest. Yeah. It's been an honour being in the sack with you, Governor. Yeah. Shall we do it? We'll go on, do it. Don't, don't take your time. Come on. Here we let us have it. Throw us in the lake. We knew the we knew the deal when we got into this caper, and this sack. <laughs> rat sack. How do we get to rat sacks? Um, rat catcher, rat catcher, rat catcher. A noble profession, of course. That's how we got here. Anyway, so he was a doctor. He's a doctor. H. H. Holmes. Uh, now. While enrolled uh, in medical school, he stole cadavers from the lab. From the lab, oh god! He disfigured the bodies, and claimed that the the victims were killed accidentally in order to collect insurance money from policies he took out on each of the deceased people. But weren't they like, he's already dead? Yeah, but he would take out an insurance policy. This is what I mean when I, I say there's I suppose, questions. I suppose, no, but I suppose that records are obviously a lot less well kept. Yeah. So he would just so he'd take out a life insurance policy, and, and then, then he'd just drive into the place with the body and be like, "Look, another one." I don't know. I don't understand how he got away with it, but it worked. So he would just claim insurance money on these bodies. He would disfigure them so it looked like they'd had some horrible accident. Yeah, I mean, maybe when he got to them, maybe they weren't officially dead yet. I mean, he's the doctor. Maybe they've come in. Sick. No, they're, they're already cadavers. What is that? The, cadavers. Is it, it's like a med, great med- word. It is a good. Word. It's like a med school. Is that what you were saying? Though, yeah, from yeah. the university, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay. So they like donated their body to science. So they're dead. Well, that's very confusing. It's so confusing. Maybe he drew a mustache on them and said they were their Somebody twins. Else? Yeah. I don't know. That's what I mean when I but, say. Well, there was a mix-up. You thought they were dead, but they're actually alive. But now they're dead again. Yeah. Can I have the money? Please. 
Because for some yeah, reason, me, to, a stranger yeah. to them, took out insurance. That's what I mean. It's so strange. And on, like, you're gathering into this a few times. A couple of times, yeah. Wow. It worked. And so this is like the beginning of Captain Crazy. Um, <laughs> so he shall now be known. <laughs> Captain Crazy. Now, weirdly, his marriage to Clara quickly fell apart. Which is strange, isn't it? Really? Because he seems like a really balanced person. Yeah, Just she... after he uh, he ripped her throat out <laughs> while she slept. No, well, luckily she lived. Um, so he eventually abandoned his wife and son, and he spent the next couple of years working various jobs and continu- continuing with his scams. He kind of moved around the country a little bit, um, which was very strange. He moved... Uh, Still to... doing these like sort of dodgy sort of yeah. things, you think? Yeah, and he moved to um, New York, and a rumour began spreading that Holmes was seen with a little boy who later disappeared. And he claimed that the boy went back to his home in Massachusetts, but no investigation took place, and he sort of left town. So Wow, it's like <clears throat> quite a dodgy time. Yeah, it's really strange. Um, and he later travelled to... Sorry, Matt, question? Is his, name... his name's Holmes. I missed that. His surname's Holmes? He changes his name. Oh, yeah, so when, name. Did, when did he become... I'm actually not 100% sure. Oh, no, sorry. Is it, uh, is it because right of Right now. <laughs> as of it's now. It's in the next sentence. It's funny because I was thinking... I'm sorry, yeah, that, I was referring does, to him as Holmes. He but sounds he, a little bit... Already the story made me think of the other, that other doctor that Dave talked about a few weeks ago who went on to write the story of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. Arthur Conan Doyle. They were both in the olden days, right? Mm-hmm. Both, both became born doctors. Both born in the 19th century. Yeah. Both had something to do with someone with the surname Holmes. Mm. Any questions? One solved murders, one committed them. Mm. All I'm asking is, please do go on. Thank you. <laughs> well, they must be the same person. <clears throat> he later travelled to Philadelphia, where he got a position at a drugstore. And when he was working there, a boy died from taking medicine that was bought from the store. And, ho- uh, and he, because his name isn't Holmes yet, <laughs> Herman denied any involvement with the child's death and immediately left the city. And right before moving to Chicago, he decided to change his name to Henry Howard Holmes to avoid the possibility of his previous scam victims catching up and reporting him. So now he is Holmes. So I'm sorry I was referring to him as that before, but now moving to Chicago, he's now Henry Howard Holmes. The victims of his scams, who were they? Actually, his brother's name was Henry. He stole his brother's name. That is right. That's That's a weird weird one. Sorry, Matt, what were you saying? Well, who were the victims of his scams? Um, well, like uh, the the boy who died taking medicine. I think he'd been um, there'd been some more insurance fraud. Yeah, the cases. cadavers, possibly <clears throat> this kid in New York City. So there's just a bunch of weird crimes attached to yeah. his. So he's, yeah, so he's escaping the cops. Or, yeah. yeah, well, he's not... And the insurance companies, like, I imagine. It doesn't seem like just yet he's being sought after by the police. He's just kind of like... I think... Maybe he would leave when people started to be a little suspicious of him. When he got that feeling, he'd bail. So now he's headed for Chicago, and he arrives in Chicago in August of 1886, and he came across Elizabeth Holton's drugstore um, at the northwest corner of South Wallace Avenue and West 63rd Street, um, and uh, she gave him a job. And he proved himself to be a hardworking employee, and, and they seemed to get along quite well. And after her husband died, um, Holmes oh, offered to... Every death feels suspicious to me. Mm. Yeah, you well, say he... so- someone dies, and you're like, oh, no. Well, he wasn't really part of the drugstore, so she was his employer. So I think 
he may have died of his uh, of natural causes. Anyway, um, allegedly, allegedly, Holmes offers to buy the drugstore from her, and she agrees. She's like, "Yep, fine." Um, but then she's never seen or heard from again. Oh! And whenever any regular customers asked Holmes about her whereabouts after she'd sold the drugstore to him, he'd say that she'd moved to California to be close to relatives. But she was never heard of again. Oh, she must have really, yeah, just really liked the quiet life of the relatives yeah. in California. Yeah, and uh, just, must have just spent her days at the beach. Cut all mm. ties from her life in Chicago. Jeez, what a life, hey? Yeah. What a lucky lady. Lucky that he came about and, and bought the drugstore. Yeah, gave her. her the money to retire. Oh, he really is quite a, quite a citizen. I wonder when he's going to turn. Yeah. obviously, yeah, at some point he becomes a bad guy, but bloody hell. Well, for now, there's nothing, but, there's nothing but ticks so on that far, page. Yeah. So far, so good. So he'd arrived in Chicago in 1886, and in 1887, um, he married Myrta Belknap. <laughs> Jess, like, if you want us to believe this, you're going to have to, like, at least give us... Her name was... <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> right, so he hadn't even yet divorced Clara. Love ring. He, fi- he filed a few weeks... He filed for divorce a few weeks after marrying Myrta, but the papers never went through, so he's technically married to both of them. Oh, and if that's his biggest crime... The crime of loving too much. <laughs> Jess, you're really trying to bring this great man down. You're going to regret that so bad. Am I really? Oh, Jess, is that a threat? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, who's, who's the serial killer here? Um, so now, um, a couple of years later, he purchased an empty lot across the road from the drugstore and he built a three-storey block-long hotel building and because of its enormous structure, local people dubbed it uh, the castle. And the building was 162 feet long and 50 feet wide. Right, so it's pretty big. It's a pretty big building. Three stories. The ground floor of the castle contained Holmes's own uh, relocated drugstore. He moved the drugstore across the road into a new location. And it had other shops in it. There was like a jewellery store and a couple of other little shops. I'm not really sure Did exactly he own those or just sort of rent those out? I mean, I think he rented them out. So he sort of rented out those um, those spaces. Um, and the upper two floors contained his personal office and a labyrinth of rooms with doorways that opened to brick walls. Rooms with doorways. Oh, okay, yeah, that bit. Oddly angled hallways. <laughs> stairways leading nowhere. Doors that could only be opened from the outside. And a host of other strange and deceptive construction. Oh so was it a God. hotel or not? Um, Could you stay there? Yes. It seems like it was more the case that... um, (laughs) It appears my room is a brick wall. (laughs) It seems like... I'm afraid it's non-refundable. He sort of had tenants rather than than a lot of guests. Right, okay, sure. But but yeah, it was a hotel, so you could stay there. Um, Now, he was apparently constantly firing and hiring different workers during the construction of the castle, claiming that they were doing incompetent work. But his actual reason was to ensure that he was the only one to fully understand the design of the building. Oh, well, that does make sense. If you have different builders. Yeah, they only see part of it. They never know the full plan. They never know (laughs) exactly what's going on. I haven't felt this creeped out in a long time. I'm glad we're recording this at night. Um, So that's good. Now, during Oh, in a castle-shaped hotel room. I'm terrified. (laughs) Castle-shaped. Yeah. It's quite a big hotel room. Yeah. It's shaped like a castle. Yeah, it's the castle themed. I'm in the dome right now. Our castle has a dome. I'm in the the moat. Where are you, Dad? Where are you, Dad? Did you say that? <laughs> where are you, Dad? I swear you oh. said. Where, I went oh, to say Dave. Dad? Where are you, Dad? Matt. <laughs> like when the, when you. Where are you, Dad? <laughs> dad. Scared. Dad. 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 <laughs> 
I am Dad. in the um the broom closet. <laughs> the castle broom closet. We're in though. the castle and yeah, you, you chose the be. broom closet. Oh. Okay, now during the period of uh building construction in eighteen eighty nine, Holmes met and became close friends with a guy called Benjamin Peetzel. <laughs> 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 Where like did pretzel. you research this? <laughs> it could be Pitzel. It feels like Pitzel. You, pizzle, pizzle. The letters have no. been scrambled on all these words that you're trying to I'm say. I'm dyslexic. Anyway. P- pizzel is so it's P-I-T-E-Z-E-L. Pitzel. It's like Pitzel. Pitzel? Everyone involved in let's, this case. Let's decide how we want to pronounce it. Pretzel. Let's just call him Pretzel. Right. Benjamin okay. Pretzel. Benjamin Pretzel. He was a carpenter with a criminal past. Can we call past. him Peter Pretzel? That feels No. Better. We'll okay. just call him Pretzel. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> he used Pretzel as his right-hand man for his criminal schemes. So, and I don't think, Matt, did you hear that he's a builder with a dodgy past? Criminal past. <gasps> Someone you might see on, like, a current affair or yeah. something. <laughs> dodgy yeah. builders. Yeah, he's definitely, like, they're, they're chasing him down the street, like, why didn't you finish the job? No comment. Yeah. No, yeah, it was, somehow makes you sound more guilty than if you said, I killed them all! <laughs> exactly. So uh, Pretzel comes up in this story of quite a bit. So after the completion of the hotel, it was all built. Um, he selected mostly female victims from among his employees. Okay, right, sorry. Um, <laughs> I feel like there should have been a full stop there. After the hotel was completed, he chose mainly female victims from his employees. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, many of whom were required as a condition of employment to take out life insurance policies. Who do you reckon may have paid for those premiums but oh. also be the beneficiary? Why would Any you ideas, anybody? Do Any that? ideas? Is it pretzel? No. Next guess. Um, is it... Um, Myrtle Belknap? It's Myrtle. 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 No, it's Holmes. Is it Gary Warnicky? It's Gary Warnicky. <laughs> Dave's uncle. Dave's uncle. Who had a name change. Right, so he makes them take out... Uh, life insurance policies. He my, pays my, the premium. He's like, I'll pay for your life insurance. My new job has done the same thing. Should I be a bit worried? Very interesting. Hmm. So some of these employees slash victims, just as an idea, um, they were either locked in soundproof bedrooms fitted with gas lines that let him asphyxiate them at any time. <clears throat> okay. Asphyxiate. That sounds positive. That's What does that mean? That's, Suffocate. If you've got an issue, he'll asphyxiate <laughs> nope. it? Just take away all the oxygen if you've got too much of it. Can't spell asphyxiate with that? Sphix. <laughs> I was going to say fix. Well, that would have made more sense. Sphix was fun. Sphix is still fun. Okay. Some you got a problem? I'll sphix it. <laughs> his, that was his motto. That's, that's on, the, uh, on the billboard for the hotel. Um, <laughs> He's got a billboard and he looks creepy. He's like holding a knife. <laughs> Which is weird because he kills people with other means. Yeah. <laughs> it was a red herring to make you feel safe. Yeah. Oh, he'll never gas me. He's a knife murderer. <laughs> oh, no! I can't breathe! <laughs> he'll never gas me. Oh, I'm glad you two are finding this so fun. <laughs> it's the only way to handle such a morbid topic. It is. Um, other victims were locked in a huge soundproof bank vault near his office where they were left to suffocate. Ooh, bank vault. There's also a secret room. <laughs> yeah, that, that was <laughs> the worst part there. Oh, it, they didn't take you to the bodies in the barrels? Well, that's, very, that's a very recent one. Mm. That was a bank fold as well. Oh, of course. Of course it was. There was also a secret room that was completely sealed by solid brick that could only be entered through a trap door in the ceiling. And Holmes would lock his victims in this room for days to die of hunger and thirst. That one seems almost the most humane. Um, he even Really? Ve- I'd, probably, I'd take the gas room for sure. Would you? You'd take like a week to die in the other one. Oh. Oh, wait, what was, I was... I was 
gas. I, I would was... you rather gas that will kill you in like two minutes or the room where he leaves you to starve to death? There's others. Uh, There's more coming yeah. if you want to choose at the end. I mean, I mean, can I not? Can I pick? Can I pick life? I want to choose life. Interesting like choice. George Michael <laughs> told me to. He also, this is kind of interesting and super creepy. He also invented a unique alarm system and installed it to all the doors on the upper floor to alert him whenever anybody was walking around in the hotel. Chubb security still use it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how it worked. There wasn't a lot of information about his, his uh, alarm system, but it seems like it was quite ahead of its time, obviously. It's probably just all connected to one bell. Yeah. Everyone would be like, oh, every time I open a door, a bell rings. Look, it, it, it may have been that simple. I don't know. But he, he was aware when people were moving around on the top floor. Why did he want to be aware? I don't know, in case, like... They if, found one of the rooms. Well, because if... Well, he would be aware of who's where, obviously. And then if he heard movement and he was like, no, 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 there shouldn't be anybody up there, then he may know that somebody's snooping around. Ah, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> Raggy? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, oh... The victim's bodies were put inside either a secret metal chute or a dummy elevator, which led to the basement, where some were meticulously dissected, stripped of flesh, crafted into skeleton models, then sold to medical schools. So is he doing this for money, or is he cr- or a combination of craziness and cash? I think it's a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Right. I think it's for no, the No, no, pat- it's just for the money. No, 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 you know what? They you know, like, just for the, the money, the Dave, there's time. no way... He, no, he has no enjoyment of this. He, he's like, it's a job. Yeah. This is just a... No, but it's you a gig. know what? Like, <laughs> I got to strip him of skin, get him down to the bones, and so Look, you know, we all have to make ends meet. I think it's the I opposite. Do, I, think, I do a 50-hour week like every other man on this block, I think, okay? I think we all dream about, you know, making money from our passion, and he gets to do that every day. Wow. You know? Oh, my God. Oh, this, this has become too real for me. If podcasting could be our full-time job, you know? It's like stripping a body. Do you, do you guys mind if I stop listening to Jess from now on? <laughs> hey, do I, I, I'll turn my voice up in your, your ears. Thank you. But I also have to listen to Jess. I have to listen to Jess every day. Oh, man. This topic is fucked. I'm sorry. Thanks a lot, Cody. Is it interesting fucked? Like, no, I'm enjoying it. No, it definitely it. is interesting, but I'm starting to think like... Why is this Cody guy so interested in it? Because it's fascinating. Why does he want us to talk about because it? Because it's fascinating. I'm sorry. Now he knows all how we think about it, and now he can use that against us when he brings us to his own hotel of mystery and death. <laughs> that's his is whole that where, plan. That's where my mind's going, anyway. I'm starting to think that this H.H. Holmes guy might not be as nice a guy as I originally there thought we and go. stated about 30 minutes ago. Mm-hmm, there we go. I'm starting to regret that statement completely. Yes, Good. To be honest... With uh, with a bit of hindsight, I think it, it's starting to sound a little foolish. To have said that? Oh, dear. Oh, he did the pen lick. You <laughs> He licked his pen. Okay. So, he's he's making them into skeleton models, but if you think about it... Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I thought he was doing... He's he's having like a fashion show, like a little, little skeleton catwalk with the models going down. I've heard of uh, stick-thin models being... <laughs> <laughs> But, but this, this is, is ridiculous. Re- oh, right. Sorry about all that. <laughs> Definitely worth stopping you mid-sentence. Yeah, I appreciated that. But the, through the connections that he gained in medical school, he sold the skeletons and organs with little difficulty. No, that what makes no sense. Why is he constantly turning up with another skeleton? Where did you get that <laughs> organ from, Guys, Holmes? I just found this one in the forest again. You'll never believe it. Money, please. You know what? This sounds like a like a, a real bloody brilliant time for small business 
Yeah, and I think that's what they, I mean. That's what they say today. Small business finds it so tough because there's all this red tape. Like if you try and sell an organ or a skeleton, oh a, man, you're filling yeah. out forms for weeks. People are going to be there asking, "Oh, whose organs were these, yeah. etc." Cetera, et Did cetera. they have work cover? Oh, okay. I'm just trying to provide for my family. Honestly, who are having? I'm really PO'd right now. <laughs> So, just to answer this question, Jess. Is it mm-hmm. going to get worse before it gets better? Yep. Oh, no, Matt. So, he also buried some of the bodies in lime pits for disposal, which, like, breaks down the, the bodies. And he also had two... Oh, he could have sold those. An idiot. He had two giant furnaces, which he used to incinerate some of the bodies or evidence, as well How as... How many bodies are there? Are you selling some, burying some, putting some in a chute, burning some others? Some in giant furnaces. <laughs> And then no one's questioning this. He also has pits of corrosive acid and bottles of various poisons and even a stretching rack. Mm-hmm. So he's a psycho. Now, what of a... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's a... Now, yeah, he is a... He just starting to sound like a psycho. That stretching rack just put him over the edge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He just went uh, to the next threshold. Now, at one point, uh, a young woman called Julia Smythe moved into the building. Um, she was the wife of Ned Connor. So Ned and Julia have moved in. Couple of normal names. Thank you, Jess. Nice Thank people. Um, uh, I think oh yeah, Ned was working at uh, the pharmacy's jewellery counter, right? So like uh, he was selling jewellery okay. in one of the little shops in the, um, in the building. At some sort of counter. At a counter of some right. kind. Okay. Now, Holmes, the picture. Holmes began an affair with Julia Smythe. And uh, after her husband Ned found out about the affair, he quit his job. He moved away. He left Julia and her daughter Pearl behind. And Julia gained custody of their daughter Pearl. Oh, no. Chose the wrong parents, Pearl. Remained at the hotel, continuing her affair with Holmes. Say what you like about this guy. But he bloody bet a few women, didn't he? Yeah. Is this his third wife? No, he's still currently married. Twice. Twice, so but living twice. with one of them. Oh, so Still. that's when you say he continued the affair. He continued his affair. His affair. Right. Okay. So in 1891, Julia told him that she was pregnant with his baby and demanded marriage. And what he agreed to marry her, but told her they couldn't. they could not have a child. He then suggested performing an abortion, and she agreed. Okay. And they planned it for Christmas Eve, because that oh, seems like a nice time no. to do. But uh, Holmes oh, God. murdered Julia by overdosing her with chloroform and later killed Pearl as well. Mm. When confronted by a tenant in the building who questioned the whereabouts of Julia and her daughter, Holmes said that they'd left for Iowa to attend a family wedding. They never came back, but no questions asked, apparently. Great wedding. They had <laughs> yeah. a ball. Oh. They got married. The, oh. He got married. It's one of the spur of the moment things. How like he, this guy, like evil genius and stuff. I can't believe how many like he's making people fall in love with him and do like irrational things. Yeah, like it, like it letting a small businessman. I mean, he was a doctor, but he, yeah. Well, he's wealthy. He must be pretty wealthy. So, oh, and he's geez. obviously he has to be quite charming, you know, like to to get anywhere with all this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I gotta get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stress <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively and that had been affecting me and that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry. But I did take the last biscuit. He, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. After Christmas, so after Julia's gone to a wedding. Um, yeah, well, most people are like, wow, that's a weird time to get married. Yeah, strange time, but I guess if everybody's already on holidays. Plus, it's a sense. little bit cheaper. I yeah. Think, those kind of days. That was the kind of small talk they made. Yeah. Oh, it must have been, yeah, it was cheaper. Probably cheaper. Great value. Yeah. Um, so he hires a man named Charles Chapel to articulate Julia's skeleton. So basically turn her into one of the uh, the models. The skeleton. Why does he have things. to hire someone to do that? I don't know because I, I'm assuming he was doing it himself. So he and is the the other guy dodgy or is this something he does non dodgy? Again, I don't know. I don't know why oh. he has this skill set. Like, is he like a taxidermist for people and it's quite legal, oh. or is it something where it's that's like that's not a thing? I'm also a serial killer. But Let's I mean, do it someone's together. someone's got to be able to do it. I imagine like yeah. a lot of those skeletons now are probably not even real. Are no. They? No. But back then, that they would have all just been real, I suppose, real yeah. D- donated bodies. So someone must have had the skills to do it, right? Legally. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And maybe this. Yeah, they're from the university or this guy the museum in, or something, yeah. Or maybe he's just about to become it's, crazy man number two. Yeah. So he brings this guy, Charles, Charles Chapel, to the hotel. He introduces himself at this point as Henry Gordon, so it's another alias. Who says Henry? Uh, Holmes, Holmes says, right. I'm Henry Gordon. Chapel's going to die, I just realised. No, but it's weird. No. I'm Henry Gordon and, uh, and his people are saying in the hotel are like, no, you're not. Shut up. You're oh, dead. Oh, yeah, see, I don't. It, that's, that's what I mean but by does, these questions. He, is he still firing and hiring regularly? I mean, he's killing all his employees as well. So there must be a pretty high turnover of staff. That's the thing. When people go missing, nobody asks any fucking questions. Do you reckon he ever reads a resume or he just hires anyone? Well, he had a thing for blonde women, so... <laughs> Jeez, I, I'm creeping myself bullet. out here. Not only am I not blonde or a woman, I'm also alive well after he <laughs> must have been dead. Phew. Yeah. Woo. I'm also not blonde, so we're okay. But I could dye my hair blonde. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Wait, Jess, how lonely are you? <laughs> <laughs> he seems charming. He must I be. I think I could change him. <laughs> I could be the one that does get away. Maybe you could kill <laughs> Maybe you could only kill every second weekend. <laughs> yeah, could just be a hobby. Anyway, so 
He takes he takes uh, Henry Gordon now, <laughs> takes uh, Charles Chapel, shows it shows him um, the body, and after some discussion, they agree that uh, Chapel would put the arms in a bag and take them home to articulate them, and Holmes will do the rest of the body. It's so. Gross. What? So he hires him again a couple of times, takes him to the same room. Another time it's to process a body of a man. The third job was for a body of another woman. And after Chapel finished the third skeleton, Holmes refused to pay the money he owed him due to some financial trouble. And so Chapel then refused to give Holmes back the skeleton and kept it inside his home. And it was later used as like evidence much, much later. So there's just like a full skeleton in... Charles Chapel's place. But he's holding ransom. It's... Charles also sounds like he's asking very few questions. I know. It doesn't make any sense. I don't A know third how... body in your basement? All right. As long as you can pay, you can pay, right? It's yeah, so if weird, you just go right? past the two oversized <laughs> furnaces. Yeah. Uh, don't take the second or third on the left because that's just a brick wall. Um... The, the vat of, uh, of acid. Um, was it acid? Lime. Mm. Etc. You know, so... and some of the other things you mentioned. I'm really just trying to show you that I was, I've been paying <sighs> attention. Now, a little bit later, um, I think it was about 1892, 1893. Um, oh, it'd be 1892. He's on a business trip in Boston. I don't know what kind of business. <laughs> Entrepreneuring slash murdering. Um, he meets a Where's his business card. Entrepreneur slash murderer. <laughs> he met a railroad heiress. Her name was Minnie Williams. And uh, he introduced himself to her as Henry Gordon. Um, so he's just got different names all the time. Um, they started dating and then entered into a relationship. And although Holmes had to return to Chicago, he kept in touch with, with Minnie and, uh, and sent her love letters. He's married also still at the same time. Um, in February of 1893, she moved to Chicago and, uh, and she contacted him and he offered her a job at the hotel as his personal stenographer. <laughs> and she accepted. So now she's working for him. And they rekindle their relationship and uh, and then he was able to persuade Minnie to transfer the deed to her property in Fort Worth, Texas, to a man named Alexander Bond. Who do we think Alexander Bond is? Another alias for Holmes, correct? What? And who does she think Alexander Bond is? Who knows? And he she... is such. How convincing is this guy? He must be. They haven't even known each other long, and he's is like. Is there photos of this guy? Is he really good looking? He's pretty good looking. Quite oh, a mustache. I don't think I want to see him. No, you don't. But no, he doesn't look that murdery, though. You know how, like, Charles Manson looks fucking murdery? Mm. This guy sort of just looks like a normal person. But anyway, so... Yeah, she... but a lot of the really successful ones do. They're like... Well, that's like, how, I suppose that's one. how you get away with it. They, like, go to their kids' soccer practice and, like, yeah. the coach and stuff like that. They're and just normal like, people. They're really normal. My kid's soccer coach? <gasps> <laughs> Billy! <laughs> <laughs> Not Billy! <laughs> Right, so in April of 1893, so only a few months later, she did sign the bond, the the, uh, the property over to Alexander Bond, and uh, and then uh, Holmes proposed to Williams. So he, he asked <laughs> next to the furnace. He asked her to marry him. He's already married twice and <laughs> he, killed off a mistress, but he's going to get married again. He got down on one knee behind her, and then someone pushed her. <laughs> so he proposes, and then he says. Hey, why don't you invite your sister Annie to come visit? So Annie Williams comes and visits them in Chicago, and uh, and they get along quite well. Holmes and his soon-to-be sister-in-law they get along well. He gives her a tour of the hotel. Great, maybe this he's finally recovered. He's gonna go good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, while working in his office one day, Holmes asked Annie to go inside his office vault to get a file for him. While she was inside the vault, Holmes locked her inside and turned on the gas line that led to the vault, killing her. About the same time, Minnie Williams also vanished. 
But uh, we're not sure what happened to Minnie. No, nah, but she probably just went to a wedding. <laughs> oh, thank God. In Ohio. Yeah. She went and got married without him. So he, he didn't even bother giving a story for her. She's just vanished. But well, we did, don't know. We, well. But did Alexander Bond get the deed? Yep. Oh. And not long after this, Holmes left Chicago. Now, where or where could he possibly go? To Fort Worth. Fort, Fort oh. Worth, Texas, where he had inherited property. Oh, that's convenient. So convenient. There he sought to construct another uh, castle, another hotel, along the lines of his um, Chicago one. Um, but he abandoned this project, not really sure why, and he sort of continued to move throughout the United States and Canada. He moved around a fair bit. Um, another interesting fun point, he married... <laughs> Georgiana Yoke <laughs> in 1894 in Denver, Colorado. So now he's got three wives. Three wives and two dead mistresses. Two dead mistresses. He's a busy man. <clears throat> now, um, in July of 1894, he was arrested and briefly incarcerated for the first time for a horse swindle that ended in <laughs> St. Louis. Well, there's one crime that's going to bring down the greatest serial killer of all time. It's horse swindle. Horse Look, swindling. I've, I've stood idly by so far. <laughs> Right, fair enough. You've killed and dismembered your wives and their daughters. Fine. But horse swindling? I draw the line! (laughs) An innocent horse. Swindled again. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) I'm not sit idly by watch an innocent horse get swindled on the main street of Fort Worth. Not in this town, Sunny Jim. Or whatever you're calling yourself this week. No, that's right. I'm calling myself Sunny Sunny Jim. Jim. All right. You're under arrest. Sunny Jim. So for all all that he got arrested for was um, horse swindle. Now, he was bailed out, but while he (laughs) was in jail... The only thing is he probably didn't even do that. Yeah, probably. Um, While in jail, he struck up a conversation with a convicted train robber named Marion Hedgepeth. Oh, no. Is it a woman? No. Oh, it's a Marion man. Marion. Yeah, good point. Um, no, this is fine. That's um, John Wayne's real name. Marion. Marion. No, yeah, you'd change it to John, wouldn't you? John Wayne, one of the like biggest Marian tough, Wayne. tough guys of the 20th century. <laughs> Marion. Anyway, so Marion's in prison serving a 25-year sentence. Now, um, Holmes starts chatting to him because he's concocted a plan to swindle an insurance company out of $10,000 by taking out a policy on himself and then faking his death. So who's faking their death? Holmes. This is an idea right. Holmes has had. Cool. And he uh, he's speaking to Hedgepeth, and he promises he promises him a five hundred dollar commission in exchange for the name of a lawyer who could be trusted, like a dodgy lawyer. Surely right. you're a crook. You're going to know a dodgy lawyer, and if you tell me the lawyer's name, I'll give you five hundred bucks when it all when I pull off this ten thousand dollar insurance heist, right? So um, Holmes is directed to a young uh, attorney named Jephthah Howe. Come on, Jess. Seriously, I'm just... I coughed these names. Jephthah. Jephthah. How do you spell Jephthah? J-E-P-T-H-A. Jephthah. Jephthah. Oh, come on. Come. Jephthah. Okay? Now, Jephthah... She's, um, she's treating us like absolute mugs, I Dave. I feel like a bloody idiot. Jephthah. Jephthah. Jephthah thought Holmes's plan was brilliant. He's like, that's a great idea. Um, <laughs> of course he bloody did. He's Jephthah. Unfortunately, though, Holmes's plan to fake his own death failed when the insurance company became suspicious and refused to pay out. So he didn't press the claim. Instead, he concocted a similar plan. <laughs> when he walked in and tried to claim it, they're yeah. like, Hello. I'm suspicious of something. Something feels weird about that you're collecting your... Hello, I'm dead. <laughs> money, please. Money, please. <laughs> hmm. Hashtag, I'm dead, money, please. 
I'm really forcing the hashtag today. I'm sorry. Anyway, so it didn't work for him, but instead he's like, okay, well, we'll do a similar plan, but this time we'll use my, my good buddy, Pretzel. Pitzel, oh, what's, what's, where's Pretzel been all this time? He's been around. He's hanging out. So um, Pretzel agreed to fake his own death so that he and his wife could collect on the $10,000 life insurance policy, which she was to split with Holmes and the attorney Jephthah. Right, so they're going to fake his death, and then everybody splits the money. It's a lot of money back then too; like it's that's a huge amount of cash. Um, well, so it's like what, like a million dollar life insurance. Sweet, it's plenty of money for yeah, everyone. Yeah, and so everybody's going to really make a make a good money, make a good living from it. Oh, I feel like that Holmes is going to swindle this in his favour somehow. Do you reckon? Yep. So the scheme, which was to take place in Philadelphia, was that Pretzel would set himself up as an inventor under the name P.F. B.F. Perry, and then be killed and disfigured in a lab explosion. And Holmes was going to find an appropriate cadaver to play the role of Pretzel, right? So, so he's going to. You know a... who's it's going? To, I reckon I'd use Pretzels. And I bet you. What do you reckon? Is there any more appropriate cadaver for Pretzel? For Pretzel than Pretzel? You're spot on. He murdered Pretzel. Yes. But what, I don't understand. Did he cre- they created a fake identity as well. They created a fake identity um, instead of... Yeah, but hold on. Hold on. Hello, so... I'm an inventor. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to invent a fake I- identity, why does it have to be you? You could just invent this identity, then get the body, and then just call it, yeah, that body, that was David Jones. Can we have the insurance we... Dave. Out on David I guess they needed to see him alive for some reason, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there, Dave. Like I said at the beginning, there are a lot of questions right, a in lot this of questions. story. Sorry. Anyway, so... I don't understand was it Matt either. Right, what happened in the lab explosion? He, instead of come, going and finding a body and disfiguring, he's like, I'm just going to kill Pretzel instead. So he did. He murdered him. He knocked him unconscious. He said to Pretzel, uh, there's the body, and Pretzel's like, where? And he's like, there, and there. he's pointing oh. at him, and then he hit him over the head. It's chilling. Yeah. He, he knocked him unconscious with chloroform and then set his body on fire. Oh, no, no, no. All that right. is awful. <laughs> Don't, you've got to stop trying to give yourself a catchphrase there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You did it one time and it was funny. Let it go. Uh, you guys have been saying it off mic all night. Jess really no-ended you there. <laughs> but so, just to recap, chloroform. He's not dead from the chloroform. He's oh. dead from being set on fire. Oh, that is really awful. And so then Holmes proceeds to collect the insurance payout on the basis of the genuine body <laughs> of his friend Pretzel. Oh, look, there it is. But Holmes then went on to manipulate Pretzel's unsuspecting wife into allowing three of her five children... No, no, no. Alice, no. Nellie and Howard to be in his custody. <laughs> and the eldest child <sighs> and the baby remained with Mrs. Pretzel, who doesn't know her husband is dead. Where do they think Pretzel is? Yeah, hiding in London. He's told him. He's told them they're hiding in London, and then he and the three Pretzel children travel through northern United States and into Canada. And simultaneously, he's escorting Mrs. Pretzel along a parallel route, all while using various aliases and lying to Mrs. Pretzel concerning her husband's death. So he's saying he's just um, he's in hiding in London, and we're gonna we're gonna meet up with him at some point. And they, but they're traveling together. No. No. A parallel route. He's uh, he's like sending her one way, and he's going a different way. With three of her children, I don't exactly. It doesn't make any sense why this is happening. All the while, still maintaining whichever wife he's living with now. I don't even remember which one it is. Oh, so the wife has just adopted these three kids with him. No, she's got no idea about the three kids. Oh, she's back home. She's back home. Why is it, why is she not worthy of death? Why it's Maybe. so weird that he's 
like he's falling. Like in, so yeah, like maybe it. it's, that's just real love. Oh, so the other one. Yeah, I didn't even consider that. I thought he was actually falling in love, but he's. <laughs> No, I think that he's a manipulative bastard. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, well, you don't marry someone just for... Oh, no, no, no. You've got to marry for love, whatever your name is now. Yeah, none of us know. HH. HH. So that's terrifying. So even, like, it, it's really strange, but in Detroit, just prior to entering Canada, Mrs. Pretzel is only a few blocks away from where he's also staying with three of her children. She doesn't know where her children are, but at one point they were only a matter of blocks away from each other. Guys, what are we up to with the body count? Uh, we're really not sure, to be honest. I, I reckon that's past all other episodes combined. What have you, yeah, what have you got? I'm gonna, let's start counting now. Dave, give me a number. Will there be a body count at the end? Like a suspected number of victims? Oh, yeah. You yes. and I, Matt, will take a guess each. Right? Okay, yeah, that'll great. be really fun. Right. Although, again... <laughs> that will be really fun. It's a bit undisputed. Um, undisputed. undisputed. It's undisputed. a bit disputed. <laughs> it's a bit disputed. I am undisputed. Now, um, Holmes's murder spree finally ended when he was arrested in Boston on November 17 in 1894. Pig swindling. <laughs> after being... On his daddy's farm. <laughs> After being tracked there from Philadelphia by the Pinkertons. Have you ever heard of the Pinkertons? It's a family of pigs. I looked this up. This is kind of interesting, actually. No, I don't know them. Pinkerton, founded uh, as the Pinkerton National Detective Agency, is a private security guard and detective agency established in the United States by Alan Pinkerton in 1850. Um, and Pinkerton became famous when he claimed to have foiled a plot to assassinate President-elect Abraham Lincoln, who later hired Pinkerton agents for his personal security during the Civil War. So they're like this, this like super cool Pinkerton. detective agency. Wow, okay. Yeah, so they... There's a Weezer album named Pinkerton. Maybe that's where it's from. I reckon it might be. So the police had been suspicious of Holmes ever since uh, his former cellmate, Marion, started talking. Right? So they he was sort of talking to the police about this guy. Oh, um, and was he bragging to Marion about his murders? He, no, but... Um, uh, Marion kind of dobbed on him because he never paid him the $500 that he ah, promised him. Ah, see? No honour among thieves. Yeah, so he didn't. Um, he never paid up. So as payback, Marion shared the information with the police about, like, oh, he's a dodgy, this in- dodgy insurance um, claim that he's going to make. So they're kind of a little bit suspicious of him anyway. Now, while they initially had very little evidence um, to convict him with, they did have his outstanding warrant for stealing a horse in Texas. <laughs> So they um, they arrest him on that basis, and he was terrified of being sent back to Texas, apparently, where the punishment would be rough and ready, and he confessed to the insurance scam. Rough and ready is apparently what he said. I don't really know, what, but it's, uh, he didn't want to go back to Texas because it was, he was going to be punished. Um, so he confessed to the insurance scam, but not the murder of Pretzel. He claimed that he'd gotten a body from a doctor in New York who shipped it to Philadelphia. Where he was living at the time. That's a much more believable story. And using his medical knowledge uh, to fit a, the body into a trunk. And he actually nearly got away with that story. But then the inspector remembered that when the body was first discovered, it was in full rigor mortis, meaning the person had died recently. So the inspector asked what technique Holmes had learned to stiffen a body after rigor mortis had been broken. And he didn't have the answer for it. So, like, the game was up. They got him! How clever is that, though? They're like, oh, really? Well, you... He'd been shipped here. Well, I didn't know you could uh, put a body back into rigor mortis when it's uh, out of rigor mortis. Mic drop. Tism had an album called D-Rigor Mortis. There you go. Well, maybe he was a Tism fan. Was that named after Pinkerton? 
probably. Right, so then the police began interviewing the employees at the castle. Like the hotel back in Chicago. Who was left? Yeah. yeah. Now the caretaker was a was a person, a guy called Pat Quinlan. Um, he informed police that he was never allowed to clean the second floor. So they're like, well, this seems dodgy. So they begin this thorough investigation over the course of a month, and they uncover all of the torture chambers and secret passageways on the upper floor. Um, inside a large stove on the third floor, they found a piece of gold chain, women's hair, and a woman's shoe. Now, suspecting that the chain belonged to Minnie Williams... That was a terrible meal. <laughs> no nutritional value whatsoever. Oh, God. So they think this might belong to Minnie, so they took it to a local jeweller who had sold jewellery to Minnie in the past, and he confirmed that it was hers. So she died in an oven of some kind. Ugh. Then so the police... he was torturing them as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't... There was also a room, oh, a hanging room, where he would just hang them. That's just where we hung out in between murders. <laughs> the hanging room. I mentioned the hanging room in five. Um, <laughs> if you say yes to that offer, you're an idiot. Yeah, massive idiot. The police, they later looked inside Holmes's office vault and found several scratch marks and marks of what appeared to be a woman's shoe. He later stated in his confession that the shoe print in the vault came from Annie Williams during her violent struggle before she died. When the police finished on the upper floors, they moved their investigation down into the basement and there they found a pile of human bones mixed with animal bones, a dissection table covered with dry blood, and a pile of bloody women's clothes. Bloody women's clothes. (laughs) Everywhere. They leave them everywhere. They leave them all over the bloody basement. (laughs) So he wasn't even clean. It's just dry blood everywhere. He didn't even clean up after himself. (laughs) I love that that makes you... That, that makes it grosser than okay, if he was this cleaning. This is like the time you had to have a whole new crematorium built for you because you just didn't like the idea of anybody else's <laughs> dust being mixed up in yours. It still freaks me out. Okay, well, what freaks me out is he didn't clean up the blood on the dissection yeah, table. Yeah, okay. Okay, horses for courses. We all have our thing. If you can say one thing about Jess is that she likes her serial killers clean. I do. I like them tidy. Anyway. Now, the investigators, investigators dug up the lime pits and found skeletal remains of Holmes's victims. Um, the lime had turned most of the remains into dust, but they identified two strands of hair, one brown and one fair, in two spots um, in the clay, and the strands matched the respective hair colours of Minnie and Annie Williams. So they sort of found their bodies. Investigators also found a pile of lime with female footprint on it. They suspected that the footprint came from Minnie, and they also looked inside the acid pit and found several bones at the bottom. One part of the basement, investigators unearthed several bones belonging to a child estimated to be six to eight years old, who maybe we can assume is Pearl, um, Julia's daughter. (laughs) That's just getting so sad. This is fucked. They also found a dress that they suspected had belonged to Julia, and they showed it to her um, former husband, and he confirmed it was hers. So it's pretty, it's pretty fucked. Three firemen later explored a nearby tunnel that led to, from the basement to the street, and the tunnel ended in a hollow-sounding wall. And after the firemen had torn it down, a plumber lit a match just to just to be able to see, so he lit a match for light. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. And accidentally caused an explosion powerful enough to shake the whole building. Oh, what happened to the firemen and the plumber? Well, several of the men were injured and had to be taken to hospital, but they no, I don't think anybody died. They were just injured. And afterwards, investigators found that the fumes that caused the explosion were coming from an oil tank tank hidden behind the wall, right? And Holmes, like, he had no explanation for the oil tank. He, there, was no, there was no reason for that. But the chemists who examined the oil stated that the fumes were strong enough to kill someone in less than a minute. So Holmes later stated that the bodies that were found in the basement were bought from a man who stole them from a local cemetery. But he could name neither the man nor the cemetery. Oh. So what was he doing with that oil? 
No one knows. Nobody knows. There's no explanation for it. And that's the problem. He changed his story so often and there's like, and he was known for lying that there's no solid answers for some oh, of these questions. A liar too. Well, oh, right. well, well. Well, what that's tipped surprise. over the edge, matey. Oh. Okay, we're towards we're towards the end now. If that makes you feel well, any better, hopefully he's not he's not going to kill again from now. Right? No, he's done. I'm pretty glad that he. I I thought you when you said at the start that it was a sad end was he was going to die a happy old man in a nursing home, you know, with three wives, three beautiful wives, and two of which are still alive, and a third, just a bucket of bones, which <laughs> he jerked off into every evening. <laughs> you know, like a real, just like a real idyllic. Retirement, but <laughs> jerking off a... into a bucket of bones. Yeah, that was a fuck thing to say. <laughs> You've changed me today, Jess. Today, you did this to me. <laughs> you you made me do this. Um, so he's he's sitting in prison in Philadelphia now. He's confessed to the insurance scam, and there's all these different uh, investigations happening into, you know, like uh, firstly the the castle, but they're also looking into. Um, uh, the Philadelphia police are trying to unravel the pretzel situation, in particular. Unravel the pretzel. <laughs> in particular, that they're trying to find these three children that are, that are missing that he had custody of. So Alice, Nellie, and Howard. Oh yeah, what happened to them? There was a, there was a detective called Detective Guy, and he was tasked with finding answers. And his quest for the children, much like the search for Holmes's castle in Chicago, received a lot of publicity. So like the story of him searching for these children got quite a bit of publicity and um his eventual discovery of their remains wow. essentially sealed Holmes's fate at least in the public mind so it was kind of like yeah no nah, he's he's a bad guy because he found their remains wait that was a... they well, they already no found his before. torture chamber yeah i know yeah so uh, that could have just that could have been anything he didn't know it was there i do have how the children were killed but i might skip that thank you okay there is a there is one no okay i'll i'll leave it Let's just imagine the worst thing possible, and it's probably worse. Yep, pretty much. Um, so, in October of 1895, Holmes was put on trial for the murder of Benjamin Pretzel, Pretzel and was found guilty and sentenced to death. Oh, so he killed Pretzel as well? Yeah, he did that ages ago, remember, for the insurance fraud. That's oh, the yeah, sorry, scam. sorry, sorry. There's just so many deaths and so many weird names yeah. actually been very difficult to keep up. It has been, I'm so sorry. So, he, he was convicted of that and sentenced to death. Sentenced to death. Um... By then, it was also evident that he had murdered the Pretzel children, and following his conviction, he confessed to 30 murders in Chicago and Toronto, although some that he confessed to murdering were, in fact, still alive. So he's like, oh, yeah, I killed this person, killed this person, killed this person. So he's full. He's lying. He's, like, full of shit. Wow. So that's why at one point he confesses to about 27 murders, then writers are about to hang him, and he's like, I only killed two people. Bang, gone. And it doesn't make any sense. It's so strange. But they did hang him. They did hang him. But before that, he was paid $7,500, which today would be about $215,000, by uh, the Hearst newspapers in exchange for his confession. But he gave various contradictory accounts of his life, initially claiming innocence and later that he was possessed by Satan. <laughs> um, and his propensity for lying made, made it difficult for researchers to sort of get the truth. That's what I mean when I say there's lots of questions. We still don't have a lot of the answers because then nobody mm. knows exactly what, what was happening. Now, while writing his confessions in prison, Holmes mentioned how drastically his facial appearance had changed since his imprisonment. He described his new grim appearance as gruesome and taking a satanical cast and wrote that he was now convinced that after everything he'd done, he was beginning to resemble the devil. 
that weird? There's actually a quote from him I got down here where he says, I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a, that I was a murderer. No more than a poet can help the inspiration to sing. I was born with the evil one standing... Think he's, think, he's thinking singer. Oh, he's confused <laughs> poet singer right there. And also, like, I mean, nobody really loves poetry, but it's not murder. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I was born with the evil one standing as my sponsor beside the bed where I was ushered into the world, and he has been with me ever since. Creepy. On May 7th, 1896, Holmes was hanged at the Philadelphia County Prison for the murder of Benjamin Pretzel. (laughs) Until the moment of his death, Holmes remained calm and amiable, showing very few signs of fear. Um, Despite this, he asked for his coffin to be contained in cement and buried ten feet deep because he was concerned grave robbers would steal his body and use it for dissection. Oh, and he knows how fucked up that is. Exactly! What a hypocrite! (laughs) He's like, no, don't do anything weird to my body. That is strange. If he was going to say, because I'm afraid that the devil in me will like bring me back to life and I'll kill again, then I'll be like, oh, good on you, mate. But no, it's this... just like, oh, don't touch my body, yuck. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this will make you feel better or not. I'm not sure if this is good. Matt's been very quiet. I feel like I need to give Matt a big hug later. <laughs> but um... Look, this guy's mate, I just wish he was still alive so I could... Kick him in the nuts? Just have a stern word to him. Oh. And tell him it's not on, buddy. (laughs) Cut it out. Buster, this is no good. You know, you're not making any friends. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, not long term. (laughs) Are you... Where do you want me to go? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll sign this. All right. Make it out to HH. Good. No worries. And, um, yeah. No worries. You want my... Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Really, mate, you are... You're an interesting guy, and I think I misjudged you. <laughs> yeah, it's probably good. It's probably dead. the best that he's dead. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, this is kind of weird. Holmes, his neck didn't snap when they uh, when they hung him. Instead, he was strangled to death, uh, tw- oh. twitching for over fifteen minutes before being pronounced dead. Twenty minutes after the trap had been sprung. Well, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Very weird. I do have some um fun facts. Yeah. Okay. I wanna okay. say fun. Yeah, I wanna I really I'm really looking forward to your, your spin on making the end of this fun. I just meant like a, a kind of wrap up. Have I is this too fucked? No, I've enjoyed myself a lot. I watch you bloody watch Law and Order S for you and it's worse than this, it's alright. Matt? Matt? You don't watch Law and Order Matt won't special look me in the eye anymore. Maddie? Uh, it's not me. I'm just telling a story. It's just a human psyche. Remember, it's made up. Pretzel? You really think that one's yeah, called Pretzel? come on. No, good point. Clara Lovering? Come on. None M- of these Murder people. Murder Belknap? Come on. Belknap. Pulling your bloody leg. All right. All right. It's made, this has made me, yeah, made me feel all the emotions. Mainly angry and sad, but... <laughs> But all of them. All of them. But remember all that time I laughed two. for a solid minute? That was pretty good. <laughs> Jeez, it started out bright. Didn't it? <laughs> My life's going to feel like there, there were there were two parts. Aww. Before and after this episode. <laughs> well, you probably felt that way after the cremation episode yeah, as well. Yeah, I felt a bit sad at that We've episode. recovered since then. And now it's one of my favourites. On March 7th in 1914, so this is quite a while later, the Chicago Tribune reported that with the death of... Uh, Pat Quinlan, who was the former caretaker of the uh, the murder castle, 
Um, I'm just imagining him like as a butler. Is he, was he a butler? I don't know. Yeah, let's say yes. Cool. He's just kind of a caretaker. He sort of, I don't know, watered the pot plants. So once once, <laughs> once he had died, they sort of said that the mysteries of Holmes's castle would remain unexplained because he was sort of gone. He was like that last connection. But sadly, Quinlan had committed suicide by taking strychnine and his body was found in his bedroom with a note that read, I couldn't sleep. Quinlan's surviving relatives claimed that he had been haunted for several months and was suffering from hallucinations. Mm. I'm imagining for him, for some reason, still living there, but he wouldn't have been, so that didn't make any sense in my head. But, yeah, so he it was very, very rough on him. Um, fun fact number one fun right there. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody killed themselves. Fun because fact. they couldn't sleep. <laughs> because hmm? of the haunting, awful things they'd seen. Oh no! Yeah, so did he? No, was, no, he was no. aware. I don't think he was. No. Oh but, man, that, but would, that be would be just as bad. That so, would. But obviously, once the story came out, he would have been aware. And then, yeah, obviously, psychological thing. Oh, thing. a oh. lot of things now make sense. Yeah, totally. totally. When he when he asked me to grease the death machine, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's um pretty fucked. Now, what's interesting is the murder castle was mysteriously gutted by fire in August of 1895. Oh, the year after he died. Yeah. Now, according to a newspaper clipping from the New York Times, two men were seen entering the back of the castle between about 8 and 9pm. About half an hour later, they were seen exiting the building and running away, and and several explosions happened and the castle went up in flames. Um, Still unexplained. Yeah, so a bit bit interesting. So there'd be... I, I imagine there are two options there. One of them is that they fucking hated it that freaked them out and they just wanted to get rid of it mm-hmm. and the other was that they were somehow involved right well that was exactly what people thought some people sort of believed that um they'd broken into the castle and started the fire in order to destroy any remaining evidence that the police hadn't discovered yet and other people believed that some outraged citizens started the fire to present the castle to prevent the castle from becoming a future tourist attraction oh both make sense yeah, yeah. So it was gutted. The building survived, but like everything inside was um, uh, was fine, and it remained in use until it was torn down in 1938. What city was this? Is in Chicago. Chicago. There's a few. Sort what of, I know about Chicago. The Windy City. Windy City. Michael Jordan. Oprah Winfrey. Kill Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> the top five. That's what you need to know. Everything you need to know about Chicago. Oh, and um, or here international. One, one of the one of the big porn guys. Uh, what's the big porn guy? Ron Jeremy. No, no, like, uh, Playboy, Playboy guy. Oh, Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. I think the play, big Playboy's... Big porn guy. I think... You couldn't think of Playboy, but you I think, could think of big porn guy. Yeah, I could think of a vague description. What Playboy. What do you think about Playboy? He, that, he, that was, that's from Chicago, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's in Los Angeles, I mean, California. Yeah, they moved there in the, like, in the 80s or something. You full of shit? No, I watched a documentary about it. Oh, cool. Also, was it was it um the bunny the housemates of what's what was that show about his w- girlfriends? Was it the um, the Real Housewives of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that? Called? Yeah, it was a great show. It wasn't that. It was just a, it was on an aeroplane. I think it was like just a one of those really sort of dry stock footage documentaries right. that they they must put together for no money. So good. I think Chicago also has O'Hare International Airport, which is the world's busiest airport. Is it really? Because it's the second biggest yeah. city. Oh, it's also second city. Oh, yeah, um, there you go. Improv. Well, that kind of ties in nicely to what I was about to say, because there's a few different uh, like uh, representations of H.H. Holmes in various media. 
Mm. So, for example, the Baltimore Rock Opera Society produced and performed a full-length original rock opera based on Holmes, oh. titled Murder Castle. <laughs> <laughs> In May 2013, that's pretty good. Oh, my two favourite things, murder and musical theatre. <laughs> no, 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 mm, rock, rock opera. opera. Oh. <laughs> Even better. Oh, no. There was an, uh, there was an author called Anthony um, Boucher, Boucher, and uh, he used H.H. H. Holmes as a pen name during the 1940s for murder mysteries and magazine reviews. Just kind oh. of interesting, used it as a pen name. Um, in the fifth season of American Horror Story, which aired last year, 2015, um, it predominantly takes place in a hotel and features a character named James March. Um, who is said to be modelled after Holmes. So, like, they used his story as, as, a, as a plot for the series of American Horror Story. story. Mm. And My housemates watch that and often don't sleep at night. Yeah, I don't watch it. I don't like scary movies. I probably won't sleep tonight. Um, now, there's okay. actually... All right, I forgive you. <laughs> there's actually a film being made called Devil in the White City. There's a book written called Devil in the White City. Um, and uh, they're making a film. It's going to be directed by Martin Scorsese. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Really? He's going to be Holmes? He's going to be Holmes. Wow. He'll probably do a fantastic job. Yeah. When's so, that, is that in production? Like, I think do you know so. the updates well, on well, like, it's, it's, um, I saw articles about it very recently, so I think it's kind of in the next few years. Um, we'll keep an eye out for it because you heard it here first, guys. What's first. it called? Devil. Devil in the White City. And also on the Wikipedia page for H.H. H. Holmes, it also mentions that he's the topic in a few podcasts. So I think... Oh, so we're cashing in. I think we now need to somehow, somehow, we need somehow to somehow get a Wikipedia page. <laughs> we need to edit that Wikipedia page and be like, he's also on episode 36 of episode 36. It's one 36 of my dreams of, because I love, Wikipedia, I love Wikipedia so much. It's one of my dreams to one day have a page. Okay. Like, oh man, it's because I love it. As far as um, Did you know that you achievable dreams. I reckon that's one you could just knock up yourself. Yeah, it's yeah but it gets taken. Now, I, I would never, I would never, because I respect Wikipedia so much, I would never do that. I sure. Want, like, I'd like to earn my page. Okay. That gentleman was my report on H.H. H. Holmes. Wow, that was quite the journey, I'm going to be honest. Oh, and just to, just to tie it all together. So, he admitted to like about 30 murders and then took it back. They think it may have actually been closer to 200. Hundred. They suspect some. Some say a hundred. Some say one fifty. Up up to two hundred is sort of the the guess. But again, no official confirmations because the bodies were just in bits. And you know how like it how it work like populations work where you wipe out two hundred people. Like the amount of potential people who'd be alive now, a couple hundred years later. Mm. He he basically took away. He probably did the world a lot of favours because, you know, overpopulation, that sort of stuff. You have really done a 180. Look, I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just looking for a silver lining here. Silver knife into your guts. Yeah. Imagine being Leonardo DiCaprio. He's going to have to, like, isn't he one of those actors who really does the research? A method actor. Embodies him. I don't know if he's method, but he's... (laughs) But he definitely, you'd have to research a lot. Oh, and just to be that guy. And they say... Being a good actor, as you would know, Jess, you have to really you have to find something in the guy, in the character to connect with. Don't you? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You've seen my acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just me. Make me feel like murdering a bunch of people on our own. <laughs> my comedy will make you want to go on a killing spree. Anyway, let's wrap it up and go home to our families oh, if they're so still there. Fucked. Well, thanks for listening. Let's do let's do another shout out to our favourite serial killer fan. Cody. Cody, please please be cool. Yeah, be okay in your life, Cody. 
But no, great topic because it is fascinating. I, I, bet, know, I, I actually bet you do. He, 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 I bet you he found it because of that movie. Oh, maybe. Who knows how Cody found it? I, Cody I, probably knows how he found when it. When I come across, I'd, th- I'd heard of the murder hotel man before. Yeah, that's yeah. impressive. And so had my friend when I was I was mentioning last night that I was doing this uh, report. Because I I also understand the fascination. I get a bit. Um, I love it. I read into these things, but then I do it alone at night, and then yeah. I think I wish I hadn't read that before bed. Yeah. So it's fun to joke about it with friends, and hopefully I'll <laughs> drive home, forget about it, and sleep all night. Is it fun to do in a big, dark, empty warehouse? Oh no. Can you guys walk me to my car? Yes, because it's just out the front. <laughs> see it from the door. Thank God. <laughs> it's next. It's parked next to your car. We'll be okay. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. If you want, too would like to have us talk about your favourite serial killer, <laughs> don't forget that you can tweet in at DoGoOnPod or on Facebook or email. We're getting a lot of lovely emails. I'd like to do a, a, a big shout-out to Fergal in Ireland, who's been... a uh, Doing it a bit tough lately and uh, has been finding um, a lot of fun in our podcast, which was one of the nicest emails we've ever read, right, guys? Yeah, it yeah, was the best. Sweet. Thanks, Fergal. So thanks so much for your email, Fergal. And you can like us on Facebook as well um, and Twitter. And we all try that to jazz. do a couple of posts every week and always uh, enjoy getting into a yeah, so there's always like little polite li- chat with the... There's always <laughs> extra little... in. No, there it is. There's always little extra in-jokes about that week's episodes and stuff like that and little maybe callbacks to stuff that you'll get if you've listened to most of the show. So Check that out. Thank you very, very much, guys. Uh, but until next week, take care and goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.